At times of crisis, it can help us to reflect on past challenges to almost prove to ourselves that we're capable of survival, that evidence of our own resilience and that of those around us can inspire us to just keep on keeping on. Hello, thanks for joining me for another edition of You OK. I hope you're doing well. And if you're not, well, I'm doubly glad that you've come along to spend some time with us. Now, the You OK podcast is all about support. We are in this together after all. And over the last few weeks, we've been with you kind of like as a bite-sized burst of support every day, as we all basically tried to get to grips with a new reality. As the situation continues to evolve, though, and our focus shifts from getting a new normal up and running to wondering what the world is going to look like in a year's time, we thought it might be good to have just a bit more time and space to chat and explore topics in more depth, sometimes with professionals keen to share their expertise and sometimes with people just happy to share a story that's sure to resonate. After all, there's nothing as comforting as knowing that you're not in this alone. Today, I'm talking to one such person. On the first day of a summer holiday in Portugal, back in 2012, at the age of just 20, Jack Kavanagh dived into the ocean. Unfortunately, he hit his head off a sandbank and broke his neck, an injury which left him paralysed from the neck down with just 15% global muscle function. Since then, he's gone on to become a pharmacist, a podcaster and a performance and well-being coach. The experiences that Jack has lived through give him a unique perspective on what we're all going through now. So let's start back in Portugal in 2012 on the day of Jack's accident. Like so many days that summer when I'd worked as a lifeguard and a windsurfing instructor, on the beaches, I ran in a beach in Portugal, first day of my holiday, dived over the water, over a wave into the water, not realizing just how shallow it was. My head collided with sand and in that moment, I broke my neck. I suppose in many ways, life was changed forever and in other ways, nothing changed at all. It's funny just how quiet things went. I was face down in the water, I couldn't move. You would think you would panic, but all I saw in my mind's eye were the things that were really important to me. I just saw my family, mum, dad, my two sisters, her dog, Poppy. I thought of my friends on the beach and would they get to me in time? And if not, how would they deal with that? I thought about the things that were most important in my life and in terms of what I love doing, spending my time, how I like to express myself. In many ways, it's that moment, that event cast me into changed reality, a new normal on a level of uncertainty that I think is akin to what a lot of people are experiencing now. My journey over the years after that, both from that moment onwards, but also at a series of points when I had to really both grieve what had happened and the life that was so that I could live the life that is, but I also had an awareness that I had decisions to make and that I actually had freedom to make decisions as to how I was going to respond and how I was going to leverage this because it would have been very easy to remain in a victim mentality and to keep asking questions like why me 
but at a certain point I recognized that that wasn't going to serve me and I started to flip the question and ask well why not me and I think that's something that all of us are being called to do now we say why would this happen to us why would this happen now but also you could argue well why not us and why not now are we not better equipped to deal with this than anybody ever has been before so here we are so often so many of us are living in a kind of tension with pain or discomfort or whatever in the sense that we spend our lives trying to avoid it thinking deluding deluding ourselves that we can avoid it you know whereas really the aim of the exercise is to learn to cope with it to accept it that life has ups and downs you know, that's the nature of it. It can't be all one thing and none of the other. And that once we arrive at that point of accepting that there will be bad days, but we are equipped to weather them, it's going to be okay. It's this polarity that that gives us reason to do stuff. If we didn't get hungry, we would never eat. You know, you know, it's it's that kind <laughs> of when you bring it back down to the basics, like you get hungry multiple times a day. In the same way that your emotions can fluctuate multiple times a day. And so recognizing that that's very normal is kind of a grounding thing. The thing that I would say is that trying to deny or suppress, uh, to push away or hide or run from the things that we are experiencing, those we have no problem when we're experiencing good feelings. But when those negative feelings come up, trying to hide from those, it's like if you imagine a football and you push it down in a swimming pool, the further you push it down, the more it's going to fly up into the air. Mm. That stuff will bubble up and it'll either bubble up in a negative self-talk in terms of inner dialogue or it'll bubble up and you'll say something that you don't mean to somebody else rather than actually if we acknowledge that these emotions are there and we get curious about them rather than judgmental or denying them if we say i shouldn't be feeling upset and frustrated we're denying the fact that we do feel that way Mm. so if we can actually sit with it and say okay i feel frustrated is it reasonable now for me to feel frustrated well, yeah, I can't go out and interact with the hobbies that I love and I can't go and see the people that I care about most. I have uncertainty about what's going to happen next. Yeah, I think it's reasonable that I feel frustrated. Now we've acknowledged it and on some level accepted it and that'll pass through a lot quicker. And one of the most important things that I have found for myself is having this idea about the person that I'm trying to become. So... These are like the values that are important to me. It's like openness and authenticity, curiosity and compassion, commitment and respect. Things like that are important to me. When I ground myself in those regularly and say, okay, what behaviors would a person that both respects themselves and another person do? I can start making little inroads day to day what would someone that is open and compassionate do both for themselves and other people 
what would a person that is committed do in different parts of their life? And day to day, when we sort of ground ourselves in the values that are important to us and make daily deposits in terms of actions or weekly deposits in terms of actions that line up with that, that is us operating in a place of alignment a little bit more. So if I say that I'm committed to my health, if I get up in the morning and I get some fresh air and do a meditation, that's me doing something for my health. If on another day I get up and I go for a walk or in my case, a push in my wheelchair or a cycle on my hand bike, that's me doing something for my health. And that's a vote for the kind of identity that I'm trying to create. It now is for many people actually proving to be a really valuable time to do that. You know, they've had people have time to slow down and actually think, God, you know, in terms of the life I want for myself and the person that I want to be and the things that I value, how am I doing with that? How far off course or on course am I? And I think a lot of us have been surprised by that sort of opportunity that some a time as dreadful as this obviously is, how it actually has presented that opportunity to, I think is really, it's surprised a lot of people, but it's a valuable thing. It's a great thing. In framing things, look, we all have a negativity bias. It's built into our psyche. It kept us safe when we were cavemen and women on savannah, but it doesn't serve us as well now. And so actually flipping the script and saying, well, what hidden opportunities are here in this time? Mm. So maybe it's something as simple as, you know what, I got the chance to actually declutter the house after all these years, <laughs> or I've gotten the opportunity to spend a bit of time with my children as they learn, mm. or you know what, I've, I've actually got to meet my neighbours and seen things in my community that I never would have noticed if I was hopping in the car and rushing everywhere. Maybe it's that I've gotten the opportunity to get back in touch with cooking or art or or something that like my busy hectic life didn't allow for. There's hidden little wins for all of us in this time if we go looking for them. When we start looking for those things we can bring more of our attention to them they're little things that we can that we can nurture, seeds that we can nurture. And as we start to, to do those kind of things, they they flourish and give us things that are more positive to balance the negativity that's going on or the uncertainty. This isn't about trying to exist just in a positive mindset because that's delusional, but it's about realism and it's about being optimistic in the face of so much of of what is being purported as as just negative because hidden in there there are little positive things and when we start to bring attention to those it just helps us to be more objective and see some of the balance that exists there i know you as somebody who is hugely active who is spins multiple plates does a lot of jobs is very engaged and enthused about life and I'm wondering how are you finding this period like from a health perspective from a personal perspective how are you finding it in the period of about three days 
at the beginning of things being more limited in terms of movement and events being cancelled, probably 80% of my income for the next six months was either postponed or cancelled in the period of about three days. That was a bit of a gulp moment, but also, strangely, I was like, hidden in here, there is going to be opportunities. Like, it allowed me to take action on some stuff that I had on the back burner, like launching my own podcast that maybe never would have happened otherwise that I'd always thought about doing. It has allowed me to spend more time with family. It's like done all these kind of things. So the first couple of weeks where I was actually really okay with it, so much of my work as speaker and workshop facilitator went off the radar, but my online coaching picked up and people reaching out uh, looking for for coaching so there was there was an upsurge there and now as things people have realized that this may be our reality for a little bit longer uh, a lot of the work that i do around resilience and well-being and um, developing inner strength has come back and uh, companies are reaching out again and so on a sort of business or or work front that has been the evolution it very much oscillated up and down and it's coming back to some sort of baseline now on a health front like you asked it has been interesting like the first couple of weeks again were wonderful and then i think people are only maybe realizing now that all of the health complaints that people get day to day anyway still continue I ended up getting a really bad infection and having to go on heavy antibiotics for a couple of weeks and that completely floored me but physically and and health wise I'm really back in good shape again which is which I'm delighted with I I moved back home it's been brilliant to spend time with the family understandably like everyone like living in close quarters comes with learning experiences and um, opportunities to understand what boundaries really mean for different people um, <laughs> which is which is great something that that has been really tough though is my girlfriend lives in the midlands so it's been almost two months now since we've seen each other you forget or maybe it's not that you forget it's you realize very quickly just how important the uh, idea of being close physically to someone is. Mm. It is just that idea that when you're in someone's physical presence, there's so much that doesn't need to be said because you're there. 100%. I think that's one thing that I don't think we realised in a palpable sense until it was gone. It was one of the classic, you know, you don't miss it till it's gone, that the all of the Zooms and all of the rest of it absolutely better than nothing. But they are a poor second, like it's been a revelation to everybody, I think, how much comfort we get just from physically being in the same space as other people. I mean, obviously, for all of us, it's a little bit of a dangerous game to be speculating about what the future holds at the moment, because who knows? But um I'm just wondering, with you, I always feel like you've, you've something kind of percolating away somewhere. So what, what, do, what is the grand plan for the next sort of year or two that you, you have in your mind's eye that you're, that's keeping you going through this period? 
look, we all need some element of a vision for ourselves. I would always frame it as a vision that inspires us. Just because they are on hold at the moment doesn't mean that our, our hopes and dreams need to die. So I would say a vision that inspires us because if you think about the word to inspire, it means to breathe in. The visions that we create for ourselves are, or the plans that we create or the places we want to get to in our lives or whatever it is, having some sort of a vision or end goal of some sort in mind, that is the thing that gives us sort of oxygen or the breath of life when we really struggle. And so for me, so much of what I've been doing over the past year has been about refining, so simplifying my life and doubling down on the things that are important. And so I got really clear that my physical health and well-being was my first priority because if I didn't look after myself on a, a physical mental emotional and spiritual level that that i couldn't be uh, the best version of myself for people around me so so that was the first thing that became really important to me over the last while and will continue to be so the second thing that's really important to me is the relationships in my life this period has made that ever more clear the third thing that's important to me is doing work that i find meaningful working with people on developing their resilience, empowering them to perform better in their lives, which really is just about looking at themselves in a holistic sense and giving them tools to help them show up fully as themselves in the world. So whether that be questioning, limiting beliefs or the masks that we wear, um, helping them to get clarity about the things that they value and and creating a roadmap for their lives. We talk so much about relationships with others, but we forget that we're always relating to ourselves. I'm always struck by your generosity of spirit, Jack, like to have gone through what it is that you went through to have navigated that experience in such a life affirming way and in such an inspirational way in the truest meaning of the word as you just defined it is is one thing but to then from there take that experience and use it to give that same breath of life to other people and to inspire other people I just think is an incredibly generous thing and I've no doubt that the work you do is of huge value to them and you know thanks for doing it and thanks for taking time now to share it with us oh well I think the thing is is that every person is doing their best with where they're at we are all on a journey of uh, finding the magic in the messiness of our lives. And one of the things that you talk about tension, one of the things that we are constantly working towards, whether we think about it this way or not, is balancing the fact that we are both a masterpiece and a work in progress at the exact same time. <laughs> and having compassion for ourselves on that journey is so important. We've talked a lot about showing ourselves some compassion on this podcast and I think there's such compassion in acknowledging ourselves as being both a masterpiece and a work in progress 
at the same time. Jack, as I'm sure you'll agree, is a total legend. And if you liked the cut of his jib, you can find out more about him at jack Kavanagh. That's Kavanagh with a K. jack com, where you can also find links to his new podcast, Only Human. Don't forget to subscribe to the UOK podcast and that way you'll get your new episode every Tuesday and our little extra self-care pick-me-ups each week too. The UOK podcast is created and edited by Paul Moriarty and me, Janie Lanagon. We'll chat again soon and in the meantime, mind yourself. If you or someone you know is living with a mental health difficulty or you just like some additional supports, you can find helpline information at rte.ie forward slash helplines.